Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. Tish's shoulders and having to coordinate and worry about food was just 
a great gift to her for a super day of their wedding. So um, thanks again. Thank you, Karen. Appreciate that. Any other announcements at this time? Okay. So let's pray. O oh Lord, our Maker, Redeemer, and Comforter, we are assembled in your presence to hear your holy word. We ask that you open our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of your word we may be taught daily to repent our sins, through believing in Jesus in life and death, and to grow in faith and day in grace and holiness. Hear us for Christ's sake. Amen.
first reading is taken from Exodus chapter 32, verses 7 through 14, found on page 138 in your Pew Bible. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go down, because your people, whom you brought up out of Egypt, have become corrupt. They have been quick to turn away from what I commanded them, and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed to it and have said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they are a stiff-necked people. Now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them and that I may destroy them. Then I will make you into a great nation. But Moses sought the favor of the Lord his God. O Lord, he said, why should your anger burn against your people, whom you brought out of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say, it was with evil intent that he brought them out, to kill them in the mountains and to wipe them off the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce anger, relent, and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember your servants Abraham, Isaac, and Israel to whom you swore by your own self. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give your descendants all this land I promised them, and it will be their inheritance forever. Then the Lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster he had threatened. The second reading is taken from 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 12 through 17, found on page 1,846 in your Pew Bible. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considered me faithful, appointing me to his service. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a prosecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe on him and receive eternal life. Now to the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Here ends the readings.
tax collectors and the sinners were all gathering around to hear him. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them his parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who do not need to repent. Or suppose a woman has ten silver <coughs> and loses one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost money. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God for one sinner who repents. Thanks be to God. What are you doing here this morning? 
Oh, I lost the cord in the Sunday school room yesterday, and I came into the sanctuary to look for it. Uh, if you lost a quarter in the Sunday school room, why are you looking for it in here? The light's better in here. <laughs> Should have seen that coming a mile away. This is <coughs> this is kind of a special quarter for me, anyway. Oh, what's that? Oh, I'm trying to collect every piece of cash and loose change I get. Now that I'm old enough to drive, my parents are letting me save up to buy a car. A car? What kind of car are you looking to buy? A Ferrari. <laughs> yep, I found one like I like on Facebook Marketplace the other day. It's used, but it's still in mint condition. You you are just full of corny jokes today, aren't you? Well, you do know we raccoons love our corn. I get it. Anyway, as I was about to tell these good people here this morning, we are trying to keep our building safe. So you can stay as long as you behave yourself. I will. I promise I'll keep my keep myself under control. I'll be considerate and I'll try not to be contrary. Okay, okay, I, I get it. Uh, well, what as it happens in today's gospel reading, Jesus is telling a story is like what you're you're not you're going to on that right now. Just like you lost a coin. I'm in this morning's sermon illustration, aren't I? Uh, if you say so. Well, in that case, I'll make sure I... Oh, please don't say it again. Conduct myself properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyhow, uh, Jesus is telling a story about a woman who lost a coin. A point. But this was even more special kind of coin just by saving up to buy something like you're doing. Why's that? Back in Jesus' time, when a woman got married, she would receive a headband and a coin as a wedding present. And she would wear the headband as a sign that she was a married woman. Okay. If it ever happened, and rarely but if it, that it ever happened, a woman would cheat on her husband, one coin would be removed from her headband. Then everyone would know what she had done. Got it. So it was important for every woman who had a headband like that to make sure that she kept track of all her coins at all times. To make sure she had all her coins because her coins represented her commitment to her family and the promises she made to be faithful. And she wanted everyone to make sure that she was a woman of her word who kept her promises she made and was devoted to her loved ones. Understood. So the woman in Jesus' story, when she loses a coin, she goes into a panic mode. She wants to show that she's an honorable and faithful woman. So she frantically starts looking around every countertop, sweeps every corner of the house looking for that coin. Something like that happened with my mom the other day. She had, set, had a set of pearl earrings my grandma gave her on her wedding day many years ago, when she, when, and she's, but she still wears for special occasions. She found out she lost one and was worried about making my grandma sad, so she ran out around her, to see around her hollow tree, her hollow tree looking for it. She made all those kids look under her bed to see if we could find it, and she jigged up the bathroom cleaner and vacuumed all the floors under the couch. Finally, she was just about ready to give up when she looked up on top of the mantle. It was sitting there, just sitting there. Turns out my dad had found it on the floor, put it there, and forgot to tell my mom. Well, that's good. I'm glad she finally found her ears. <laughs> yep. She was so happy. She and my dad were pizza for all of us, and we had a big party. That's just what, like, what happened in Jesus' story. He said that when the woman was looking at 
for her coin, finally finds her coin, she calls all her friends and neighbors and has them celebrate with her. That's nice. Well, as it happens, the whole story is actually not just a feel-good tale about a woman who finds a coin. It's called a parable. What's a parable? Something that's told to represent something else. In this case, it's an explanation of who God is and what God's really like. Jesus is saying that God's like the woman. He created every living thing, and so he treasures everything he made. You mean like the coins are treasured? Uh, kind of. The treasure is something that has a tremendous amount of value, and in God's sight, each one of us has value. We are worth even more to him than anything he could imagine. He loves us more than we know, so he puts everything he can into us. He wants good things for us and wants us to have the best kind of life possible. He doesn't want to see if any of us get hurt or even get lost. What do you mean by lost? Well, God wants to have a personal relationship with each one of us. He wants to be the most important part of our lives. Just like each one, each of us are the most important to him. But there are some people who try to live without God and try to make their own decisions without asking God what God wants. So they live a life where they think they know what's best, but end up going in the wrong direction. I think I know what you mean. My older brother Ricky just got his driver's license, but he can't always figure out what direction he's supposed to go. But one time he was going to Cincinnati for something and thought he knew where he was headed, but it turns out he was going the wrong way and nearly drove into a creek in the process. Yeah, just like that. And then the people, when people go the wrong way, like your brother did, they end up lost in ways that cause them to be damaging themselves or other people. So God reaches out to them to try to bring them back, to point them in the right direction to go. That's what happened to my brother. He opened the maps up on his phone, typed in the address for where he was supposed to be headed, and was back on the road in the right direction within minutes. That's right. Remember, God doesn't want people to destroy their lives. So he does what? He can be risky people. Thing is, all of us were headed that way. If all of us were headed that way and trying to live without God, if, hap if that happened, none of us would have been able to live with God for, for eternity. What's eternity Eternity mean? Forever. Which is exactly what God created every person and every living thing for. To live with Him for all time, even after we die. But if we were all headed away from God, then we couldn't be with Him. Makes sense. But if I'm understanding you right, God doesn't want that either. Exactly. So to bring us back to Him, He sent His Son, Jesus, to die on the cross. Jesus gave His life to free us from sin's power and control over us. Which means that we are no longer separated from God. But instead, we live for Him. Then Jesus rose again, which is why we live forever. And everyone who believes in Jesus can live a life where God is in charge. Where we know if we do get lost or run into trouble, we can ask him for help. Wait, so even if we believe in Jesus, we can still get lost? Yep, because unfortunately life isn't perfect. We still have struggles and we run into problems we don't know how to solve. Those are times we can be lost. But unlike people who don't know Jesus, we know we can do when what happens. We know what we can do when that happens. We can pray and ask Jesus to rescue us.
wait for a second. But wait a second. If Jesus is helping one person, that means he has to leave one other person alone, right? Nope, not at all. Remember, he can be with everyone. Even you and me. If one person is suffering, he is paying so as much attention to them as he is to someone who might be going through something even worse. Wow. I find it hard sometimes to keep my eye on either one or two things. Right, but again, God can focus on everyone all at once. He's looking at the people who just went through the hurricanes in Florida and Puerto Rico and working on ways to help them out after the destruction there. He's also with everyone in Ukraine with the war going on over there and eventually bringing an end to the fight. He feels sorry for people who are struggling to pay for food, rent, gas, utilities, or any other basic necessity. His heart hurts for people who are caught in addiction. Wherever people are suffering, confused, lonely, scared, sick, feeling bad, desperate, trapped, or just needing a new purpose, God is not just sitting there feeling bad. He's actually making a way out and calling things to move forward, changing things for the better for everyone, providing them with what they need to live how he wants them to. That's great. You remember how I said earlier that the coin headband was a sign that the woman was committed to her family and promises she made? Well, God is also committed to us. We even heard a story from the Old Testament about that. His people were in the desert, and it seemed like God was ready to give up on them because they, were, they kept turning away from him again and again. But Moses reminded God that he had made a promise to stay faithful to his people no matter what happened. And it was that promise that he made by swearing by himself. So it was never supposed to be broken. Moses also reminded God that he was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So he was the God for them he, as he was for his people. Which means he never changes. He is still the same God now as he was thousands of years ago. He sticks with us no matter what happens. And we are his. That's really great. I believe that wherever I am, God's with me, and if I feel lost, I can actually have assistance because God's always there for me. Well, I gotta run. My aunts, uncles, and cousins are coming in from out of town. We're going to watch some football this afternoon. But before I go, I gotta tell you, just like I'm saving money for a car, my family is also saving up some money for something special. We're gonna buy some houses close together so we can have our own raccoon neighborhood. You know what we're gonna call it? What are you gonna call your group of raccoon houses? A coon dominium. Until next time. Bye bye. <coughs> coon dominion. Man, oh man. Trustees, <coughs> we are getting together probably after worship day. We got a long meeting about these animals.
to subscribe to the Weekly Word, please visit your favorite podcast provider. May God bless you now and always.